Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today, Sunday, May 19th, we are hours away from the series finale of Game of Thrones. I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Freshly cut hair, I see. Yeah. What's up, Ryan? Hey, I'm doing well. I uh, I went to Walmart yesterday. I was going to make a stir fry, and then I just, I was perusing, which is never a good thing, and I just happened, I don't know how it happened. I ended down the Lego aisle, and then I was just ogling some Legos, so mm-hmm. I ended up buying a um, Millennium Falcon Lego set. Nice. And creating it last night. Way too late. I was up until like 1.30. Which is so uncharacteristic of you. Like, it is. I'm typically the ones... But, you know, staying up until ungodly hours in the morning, playing games or whatever. Yeah. And I woke up this morning at, I think, 7.30, 8 o'clock or whatever. I rolled over and I saw you got a text from you at like 10 after 1. And I was like, what the heck is he doing? Yeah, I watched all the season 4 of Lucifer and uh, I made Legos. And I got most of the way done last night and then I did another, I guess, couple hours this morning. I ended up getting around getting up around 8, so I'm pretty tired. So you, uh, what was it, like 1,100, 1,200 pieces? 1,400 pieces. Yikes. And it was meant for like 9 to 14-year-olds. I'm like, there's no way in hell me as a 9-year-old would ever be able to do this. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Awesome. Yeah. You know, so you said you're going to put it at your desk. I'm assuming in your in your apartment. Yeah, I have a desk in my room. Okay. I was, when you said your desk, I'm like, dude, I would not take something like no, that No, it's work. like a foot and a half long. At like risk of getting wide. stolen or something. No. No. Yeah. I want to keep it safe. Dude, I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded, even though we recorded last Saturday. I don't really? know. It just feels like, to me, we haven't recorded a, a podcast. Well, probably because we didn't record on Saturday like we typically do, because we record, we're recording on a Sunday. We usually record on Saturdays, yeah. and we didn't record on a Saturday this week. This week also drug on. It did. Like, yeah. Friday, I worked from home, and I was marathoning the extended edition Lord of the Rings movies. As one does. And even doing that, I felt like the day was dragging on. Not because of the movies themselves, but it was just, I just felt like the day was just dragging. And I, of course, had to drive up north for a bachelor party, which I'll get into. One quick thing. We'll talk about Game of Thrones at the end of this episode. I want to talk about episode five, of course, our thoughts. Sure. And then last minute predictions for episode six. Of course, when people listen to this, the episode will have already aired. But, yeah. So, spoiler warning for later on. But when I was watching uh, Lord the of Night the... Night King died. Yeah. <laughs> When I was watching Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, but even more so in Return of the King, the scale of those battles, even coming out, what, 14 years ago, I think Return of the King was, yeah. unbel- probably 15, I think it was 2004 maybe. It was a long time ago. Unbelievable, the scale of those battles, even to this day, how great the practical and CGI effects look. Yeah. And how Game of Thrones doesn't hold a candle to any of it. Like, there's not a single battle in Game of Thrones that even comes close to the battle of Helm's Deep, Pelennor Fields, Minas Tirith. No, I mean, it's I really like the practical effects of Lord of the Rings compared to Game of Thrones. Like, Me too. As far as how many outfits they made, a lot of the, I mean, granted, a lot of Game of Thrones has to be CGI. Yeah. I mean, you got giants and things. Dragons. Yeah. No elephants. But even the Nazgul and the Eagles look outstanding in CGI and I don't want to say the dragons are laughable in Game of Thrones, but there's some scenes when Danny's walking towards them that it's 
it's so apparent that it's a green screen. It's o- it's almost in today's standards. Mm, I, I I there's a lot of detail on the Game of Thrones dragons. There like, are, but I mean, when you see the to... character scaled to the dragon, it's it's like that's that's a green screen. It's like yeah, very yeah, apparent. It, it's really expensive to buy a real dragon, so they had to go with the green screen. Mm-hmm. So. As far as detail, I think CGI has definitely come a long way compared to Lord of the Rings. Um, but that's not saying that Lord of the Rings does not hold up at all because it does. I think I, for the next the 20, Hobbit 30 will years. not hold up. It doesn't. That's CGI. That's well, yeah. It's kind of off, but I still love those movies. Yeah, but had a fun weekend actually. So I drove up north to visit my friend, who was actually the best man in my wedding, and he doesn't like me enough, so I'm just a groomsman, you know. Oh. But anyways, I went up there and I guess I wasn't thrilled about it. I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on air, but like there's six of us in the party. Yeah, screw you, John, or whatever your name is. That's not his name. Dude, move your chair up a bit if you can because you're yeah. hitting the blinds. I'm dangling the yeah. blinds. And only two of us were there. It was the best man and myself, and there was six groomsmen, so I was kind of curious. But... People have priorities. I think one of the guys, his parents were, or his grandparents were turning 90, so clearly you don't want to miss something like that. And the other two live in other states, so it makes sense that okay. they could make the, tre- the trek up. So it was just you three? It was just us three. And so I got a call from Andy, the best man, a couple weeks ago, and he, um, the plans hadn't been locked in what we were going to do, and he said, hey, Rusty, we were actually at Pins with your mom for, for her birthday. Yeah. And he said, hey, we, um, we have a close friend through the church who's kind of like mega rich, and he has a crazy huge house, super cool man cave down in his basement, and he also is one of the the you know most well known customers at this five star steakhouse. Nice. And he also has a wine cabinet cooler at this restaurant that he was going to unlock for us, and we could drink as much out of it as we wanted to. That's awesome. And I was like, what? I was like, all right, well, that sounds good. Because we were originally thinking about going down like Hawking Hills, mm-hmm. laser tag, paintballing, something like that. And we went with this. And I said, whatever, I'm not much for fancy dining, but whatever, we'll, I'll give it a shot. So we, we made the trek up. We drove, um, it was in Toledo. Yeah. And we parked, we go into this restaurant, and I'm wearing ripped jeans and a V-neck because that's just how I roll in Converse. Yeah. And I walk into this I was going to say, did you have your Marvel shirt on? Super nice joint. Like, this place was top-notch, clearly five-star dining. And Jeff, the man who lent us his spot at this place, rented out what was literally a wine-cooler dining area. You would open up these doors and go in, this round table, and all along the wall were all of the customers' wine cabinets. That they have that are locks, they have locks on, and their names are engraved on the side. That's cool. So like really high class. So we sit down, and this guy comes in. His name's Jake, and he's kind of the the manager of this restaurant. And he was like the greatest car salesman ever, talking million miles an hour, but knew exactly what he was talking about. You could point to any liquor, wine, or food option on the menu, and he would talk about it and describe it and unbelievable detail. Like it was ridiculous yeah. how like you pointed to any wine, he would tell you how it was created, the person who created it, the history about it. This was the third barrel on the second basement floor in Switzerland. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like though. That and that's how this guy was. And he was saying, hey, Jeff, he gave me a ring a couple days ago and said, got a couple really great guys coming to meet you, and I want you to just really take care of them. He's like, I already, he said, Jeff already paid for the first four appetizers for you guys, unlimited access to his wine cabinet. I'm really going to treat you guys tonight. 
We're looking at each other like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, I'm just waiting to wake up from this dream. So we ordered four appetizers. I only took part in two of them because one of them was oysters. I'm not a big oyster fan. Yeah. Another one was, one was a tuna tower that was kind of tu- like raw tuna on top of this mound of vegetables and guacamole and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy ingredients. The two I did love were lamb chops. Yes. Were just delicious. And then the one that was probably my favorite of the apps was this these crab and um, lobster cakes mm-hmm. that were just these giant, probably golf ball size cakes that were unbelievably delicious. Like some of the just the best food I've ever had in my life. And they he brought us this bottle of wine that was called Eight Years in the Desert. Okay. And so there's this long story about this guy who um, he he was. Uh, famous for creating uh, a Zinfandel. And this company that he worked for for so long loved this Zinfandel that he created. And when he left the company, he signed a non-compete clause for eight years. Mm -hmm. And so for eight years, he had made this this wine. And I don't know the desert piece to it, like where that comes into the story. They dropped him out of an airplane and he formed a uh, distillery in the desert. Something like that. And... So eight years after that non-complete clause was over, he released this this Zinfandel called Eight Years in the Desert. I'm not a wine drinker, Ryan. I'm a that is very true. I'm a super piss beer, Coors Light, you know, Keystone Light, Natty yeah. Light, whatever it is. I'll drink it, like cheap beer kind of guy. I don't drink wine typically. If I do, it's seven dollar bottle of uh, White Zin or like a sugary whatever. Yeah, this was the best wine I've ever had in my entire life. Really. And then he brings out another wine. It was a Malbec, which I actually bought two bottles today because Game of Thrones, I wanted to have a glass of wine tonight. Just just outstanding wine. So then we're thinking, uh, do we want to order steak? Because the steaks were like $65 a piece. Like this was legit. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if we're in like the greatest steakhouse in all of Toledo with, uh, it's it's widely known as one of the greatest steakhouses ever. I was like, we got to get some steak. So what we got was, and I want to get this correct because I want to make sure that I do it justice. I had took a picture of the menu. So we ordered a 14-ounce dry-aged New York strip. Okay. What was amazing, though, was the Wagyu ribeye 16-ounce. Oh, Wagyu. This thing, like, melted in your mouth. It was unreal. Well, for those, they actually feed the cow, like, beer and stuff to prep the meat. Yeah, it was, like, really fatty, but, dude, it just melted, evaporated in your mouth. It was incredible. And that tied with the wine because he chose the wines because it goes well, complements the meat. God, I will, if I knew how to pick wines to compliment me, like, I'd be in a good place. <laughs> I will never eat food that good again, I don't think. I mean, this was in- unbelievable. Yeah. And then, um, so the next day, we went to Bob Evans for breakfast. <laughs> and I compare? <laughs> and I, I saw steak and eggs. I was like, oh, I'll get a sirloin and eggs. It sounds good. But I'm thinking like, dude, if I eat that steak, it's going to taste like Ugh, a, a, a thing of tar compared to what I ate last night. Yeah. It was incredible. So that night we went back to Jeff's place and he has this dog named Cooper who's like a hunting dog. Dude, I yeah. sent you those pictures. Yeah, he looked really old. He like was he old. gray. Yeah, but he was a beautiful dog, well-trained, and was just one of those dogs that just looks at you and just wants love, and I was so happy to supply. Yeah. So he was a good little companion for that night. We was- went into this man cave and I found a samurai sword that was like kind of swinging around yeah. after a bottle of wine. Did you see that picture? I did. And that I was, was like... 
he's he's prepping for Sekiro. Yeah, that was a pretty awesome little samurai sword there. He also had a signed picture of Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley, which I thought you was know as you do wild. And he had throughout his house 50, 60, maybe 70 different bottles of wine, tons of liquor, boxes and boxes of cigars. So, that, so my buddy, I don't smoke, but my buddies whipped out some cigars and we just sat and talked and like till like one o'clock in the morning. That's pretty cool. When it, did you turn into Ox Guy, the dude on the Ox? Oh, so the next day we played this game called um, Scythe. Okay. And it's pretty impossible to explain because we had to watch a 40 minute YouTube video just to understand how to play the game. Okay. Think of risk, add in about a hundred complexities yeah. and you'll get Scythe. It was a cool concept, but it's one of those things where you kind of mull over your decisions when it's your turn for like five to 10 minutes. And then you move a piece like one step, collect some resources, trade some goods and then the next person thinks for five to ten to fifteen minutes about their their turn. Yeah. So. So this is like long monopoly. <laughs> after four hours of playing yeah. and listening to a World of Warcraft soundtrack, I was kind of done. I was like, guys, we've been playing this for like four hours. I was like, can we please move on? And we were going to go back up to Toledo, which is a thirty minute drive just to get there, to do laser tag with the three of us. And I was like, dude. It's four o'clock. I want to get home before dark. Lauren's at home packing by herself. Can I please? Can we, you know, I'm not going to go laser tagging. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, he, and my buddy's like, well, if we're not going laser tagging. We're finishing this game. And I was like, good Lord. So that turned into like a five and a half hour game. <laughs> More or just like in total? In total. It was a fun game, but it was just for me, if I'm playing something Did like that. Win? No, I, I, I got to a point where I was kind of passive aggressive about it. Where when it caught to my turn, I would just move my turn, like my guy really quickly and just like, all right, I'm done. And then my buddy is like, are you having fun, Rusty? And I was like, dude, I'm trying, but. How about you go fuck yourself? But we've been playing for five hours. And when I'm playing something like that, I need a Harry Potter marathon or a Lord of the Rings thing in the background. Yeah. So that when my buddies are sitting there taking forever, I at least have something that I can moderately enjoy other than scrolling through Instagram, you know? Yeah. Watching your friends for five hours, like decide things is or i need a like a glass of wine or something like just something to yeah calm me down because i was just getting add about the whole thing yeah but uh another thing i tried to because i mean this guy was the best salesman ever he's like guys you know you're you're sitting here you're waiting for your food your apps how about some old fashions i could just just throw some old fashions together so he threw some old fashions with those giant cubes of ice or balls of ice dude is the best night of dining ever he just brings out like a platter of drugs. <laughs> like, here's cocaine. Here's some pills. Don't ask. <laughs> Don't tell. Yeah. It was good stuff. Nice. It looked, I mean, all the food pictures that you sent to me were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. But uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about tonight. Yes. So, a couple different things. I'm starting a new segment called Rusty's, Recommend- Rusty's Retro Recommendation. And I already have about 10 to 15 games that I want to talk about over the course of the next you know, 15 to 20 episodes, however it might be. Mm-hmm. And most of them are PS2, N64, Game Boy Advance, PS1, just games that I've played over the years that not a ton of people talk about. I'm not going to be mentioning games like Xenogears or Final Fantasies or some of the off-the-wall RPGs. I'm going to choose Rusty's Retro Recommendation, games that Rusty's okay. enjoyed. So a lot of licensed games, uh, but all, all of which I'm very excited to talk about. Nice. We also have another round of back-of-the-box trivia yes. that you've prepared for me. 
Correct. Which is good stuff. And then our uh, our boy Travis, executive producer of the show, wrote in with an email. Nice. So, what do you want to do first? We can talk about John Wick. Oh, hell yeah. You saw Parabellum, Chapter 3. Yeah, so I saw John Wick, and uh, I was in the theater. I went with one of my coworkers, and the guy in front of me had, like, this thing um, that was in his cup holder, like a little wire, and then, like, a... He was recording the movie? Yeah, and I was just like, what am I looking at? And then, like, as it starts, like, I see him, like, clicking buttons, and I'm like, this is the most ingenious, like, super, like, inconspicuous. Yeah. He was just recording it, sitting in the middle. Like, we had the second to last row in the middle, and it was a huge screen, so we were in the best seats. But the movie was... Well, going back to that... I'm wondering how the people like in the film room where they're, you know, they have the reel going. That's up high. This is just still though. I feel like they're, that's their job is to start the movie and kind of look to see if there's any suspicious yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. All right. No one cared. John Wick. Let's go. So John Wick three. Um, I on Friday watched the first one and then Saturday morning watched the second one. So I was all caught up and kind of figuring out where everyone's at. And after the first kill, like our theater was extremely audible when, like, they did some of these crazy kills. Nice. Like, the first kill, like, everyone's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, what? Like, everyone was, like, talking or, like, during some of the scenes that were, like, super, like, hell yeah. Like, those cheesy, like, I'll be back or, like, get to the chopper kind of, like. Yeah. You're just like, yes, like, testosterone-filled responses. Like, people were cracking up or people were like. There was this one kill that you'll know when you see it. And it was the scene, like there's the first kill and then there's like another scene right after that with a like a bunch of kills. And like one of the final kills to that, everyone was like, oh, 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 like it was disgusting. And you're like, ooh, like a little uneasy because of it. But as far as the plot, it opened, it's, it's a cool ending. I'm cool with it. Room for more. Yes. Cool. Keanu Reeves is legendary. He's awesome. He's the, just such a cool, down-to-earth... He he stays so low-key, too. He lives in L.A. You never hear about him. If you do, he's at a gas station filling up one of his motorcycles. Yeah. And the guy, the director, was actually his stunt double in The Matrix. Really? That's pretty wild. Yeah. So they worked well together because they've done it. Nice. Good and stuff. I just saw something that Minecraft passed Tetris as the most selling game of all time. Like 174 million or something yeah, stupid like that? Yeah, 176, which is awesome. It's going to be 250 here before we know it. Yeah, I was actually playing some Minecraft on Friday as well. Nice. Well, we'll get to the games we've been playing recently. Breaking news, Ryan. Hot what? off of the interweb presses. Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame might be the next Batman. Yes, I did see that one. They're complaining or talking about it at work. I don't know what logic anyone... I mean, DC is already a crapshoot. Uh, I mean, they're... I don't know what to expect. Um, I mean, when, when Heath Ledger, they didn't know what to expect. He was kind of out of the blue. They're like, can this guy act? Yeah. I mean, you have Jared Leto as Joker. I mean, any Batman can be better than his performance. That's true. You have What's-His-Face, the new dude for the Joker, who's going to be awesome. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I just... He's so lean that it worries me that he'll... Maybe he bulked up. Maybe. What's his name? Christian Pattinson? (laughs) No, you're thinking Christian Bale. Robert Pattinson. Oh. Robert Pattinson. 
Pattinson. I haven't seen him since Twilight or Harry Potter. I'm trying to think of other movies that he's been with in since those. facial hair. I could see him with a beard doing it. Like, him without a beard. I mean, Christian Bale, to be fair, isn't the biggest guy. He bulked up a little bit, but he was still a very lean Batman compared to, like, a kind of a porkier Ben Affleck. Yeah. Are they, You think they're going to do a complete redo on the, like, backstory of, like, yo, I fell in a cave and I was some spooked of some bats. And then I hope not. I, I hope like, it's... embrace bats as my, like, spirit animal. That's why I wanted them to bring in Michael Keaton again to do a Batman movie so that he could be an older, <laughs> aged Bruce Wayne kind of bringing Nightwing or Robin under his wing and kind of, literally, um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. But, yeah, kind of up and coming, like, bringing up the next cupping, up and coming generation. Up and coming? Up and coming <laughs> generation like of, of Batman. Like, yeah. I think that would have been really cool. See, like this picture. He kind of looks edgy and Bruce Wayne-ish. I suppose. But him shaven, I just think of him twinkling in the sunlight. You know? Yeah. Slap a fish. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If I you, mean... If you want a good time, watch uh, Bad Lip Reading Twilight. It, it won't let you down. Definitely not. I'll reserve judgment until we see... Him in the suit or a trailer or some well, kind of teaser. Did you see the trailer for uh, Batgirl? No, I don't really care. It's I, I have more faith in this one. That will a lot of the CW shows for like um, the Flash or Supergirl. They're very cheesy compared to like the Marvel ones. Like the more, it's surprising that Marvel spinoff shows are edgier than the DC spinoff shows, right? With um, what's the blind guy? Daredevil. And then you have the that one girl, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Those, I mean, those are pretty edgy and dark. Yeah, I just don't have any interest in watching those. When I watch Marvel or DC, I want a cohesive two to three hour experience and I'm kind of done. I don't want four seasons of the same character, 10 episodes, 15 episodes a season, whatever it is. It's just too much for me. Yeah, I'm already so fatigued with the superhero genre as it is. I don't need any more of that stuff. The Arrow is actually pretty good. I did enjoy The Arrow. And that's fine. I just don't think I'll ever sit down and watch those shows. That's completely fine. Lucifer is another good one to watch. Mm-hmm. Lauren's liking that one, right? Yeah, she's yeah she's enjoying it. Yeah. But Oh, well. We'll reserve judgment until we actually see this guy in a suit. Yeah. Let's see. But what do you want to do next round? Let's do uh, games we've been playing recently. Okay. So what have you been playing? I beat um, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great game. I started, God, like six months ago. I uh, did a few worlds, and then I ended up playing a few more to offset my uh, Rage of Sekiro. And I ended up getting through it. I'm up to 250 moons, spirit moons. Mm-hmm. So I'm post-game right now. I beat the final boss, or Bowser, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like a 9-5 good. Nice. Like potential game of the year for like Switch. I don't know. Overall, we'll see what comes out. But was the last 3D Mario game that you played uh, Sunshine? Probably. So you didn't. You didn't play Galaxy games, did you? No. Not, yeah. Yeah. You would have really liked those, I think. Yeah. But I've seen gameplay. It looks pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But like jumping from planet to planet. And... Is is uh, Yoshi an Odyssey at all? Uh, Can you like ride Yoshi around at all? I mean the. The whole concept is you throw your hat on things, so you're basically riding around on diff- a lot of different things. Okay, I was just Not curious. Not Yoshi. They hinted to it. I think you can post-game. 
mean, you can ride an actual dinosaur, become one. Right? Yeah, you turn like to, into a T Rex, like mm-hmm. the first stage, which is awesome. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, I'll definitely be playing that here um, in the next few months. Yeah. I actually, so the Algen gamers back in the day would do would have something on their forum called the Gentleman's Challenge, led by Zach, who I talked about on the Tarquan podcast with Alec Chronolink91 last week. What? I <laughs> shouted out their <laughs> podcast that they just started on YouTube. Tarquan, it's T-A-R-Q, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. No, I remember that. Gosh, it feels like forever since we have recorded. Right? You, you I mean, were like, no kidding. I, you started saying names and words, and I just completely turned out. I was like... What are we talking about? But I remember that because we were trying to figure out their name. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. They do they do one during the summer, one during the winter. And it's just kind of this backlog challenge where you list 10 to 15 of your games that you haven't played yet or haven't beaten. And Zach ties or um, pairs each person with another person. And you choose two games for that person to try and beat over the course of like two months. Okay. And you kind of become a rascal on the discord if you don't complete the games oh okay so i'll rattle off the games shame you kind of so i'll rattle off the games that i listed here because this might kind of um bleed into the list of games that i mentioned two episodes ago okay for the games we plan to play for the rest of the year so ratchet and clank on the ps4 journey on the ps4 where you're the umbrella yeah psychonauts (laughs) which was kind of a really bizarre game on the ps2 i downloaded on the ps4 though Okay. Hollow Knight. Yeah. Jack and Daxter 2. Nice. Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, which is the fourth one developed by uh, Sanzaru Games or whatever it was. Hitman on the PS4. What Remains of Edith Finch looks like a really weird um, adventure game that was free on PlayStation Plus. Hellblade's The Newest Sacrifice. Heart of Darkness on the PS1. Kingsley's Adventure on the PS1, which is a really cool Banjo-Kazooie-like game. On the PS1, it's a 3D platformer where you play as this little fox. Okay. Travis, check it out because the dialogue is very reminiscent of Banjo-Kazooie and it's awesome. The Kingsley one? Mm-hmm. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which I would play on my Vita. Final Fantasy X, I'd play on my Vita. Super Mario Odyssey, of course. Golf Story on the Switch. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the 3DS. Kirby's ep- Extra Epic Yarn on the 3DS, and Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. Nice. So those are the games that... A lot that, of obscure games. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. A lot of games I've been meaning to get to, but just haven't. So I'm hoping that uh, I get some good picks, and that'll probably feed into the games I've been playing recently on the podcast. But anything else other than Odyssey? I played a bit of Minecraft, got some diamonds, went caving. I just wanted something mindless after beating Odyssey. Um I'll probably go back to Sekiro. I'm at the Great Ape, so I'm kind of at that's basically the tipping point into the second half of the game mm-hmm. after I beat him. Um I don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling. You're playing Yoshi. How are you enjoying that? Loving it. For whatever reason, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, got home from work. We're just having an off day. I don't know yeah. why. I was just not feeling good about Tuesdays th- suck. Like things. there's legit nothing good about Tuesdays. Yeah. Like Mondays, okay. You have to be optimistic about starting your week. Tuesday, nothing good. But like Wednesday, hump day. Thursday's pre-Friday, and Friday's obviously Friday. And then you have the two weekends. So like Tuesday's that like child that you neglect because you hate it because it has like some pent-up thing because of your childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They suck. Screw Tuesdays. Yeah. So I just wasn't feeling good about life, and I, Lauren went to bed, and it was, I don't know, 9, 
and I just wanted something to smile about. And <laughs> what else to what else to do, Ryan, than play Yoshi's Crafted That's World? Very true. Uh, and gosh, that game is just so happy. Yes. And it makes you feel so good about everything. Yeah. And I have two gems left, two Infinity Stones that I need to collect. Wow. So you've gotten how many? You gotten three? Yeah. Wow, you're way further than I am. So I need two more. I'm about to get one more, and then I'll only have one additional one after that. Nice. But yeah, I was playing this game for like three hours a night. Like, I was loving it. Yeah. I See, I only got the first blue one, and then it branches out into all those other worlds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you were powering through it. How many costumes do you have? See, I haven't done what you've been doing, because I know you went back to the earlier levels and were farming coins and just trying to n- collect all the suits. I've probably got 70 to 80 of them. Okay. Nothing crazy. It's more like, like some of the levels you're getting like crazy amounts of coins. So I'll typically get about 1200 coins and then go to the furthest back vending machine that I haven't unlocked all of the, the suits and just pump in a bunch of coins, get all of them, move on to the next slot machine and then do the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of what I was doing. I just wanted to like the first boss was whatever bird thing or it was something yeah and you could actually play as if the rare like i think there's easy medium and rare or whatever and then super rare yeah the super rare one was similar to the boss that you were facing so Mm -hmm. if you got that one you could fight it as itself which was fun that's neat yeah no it's it's so charming and collecting all of the different uh costumes of of yoshi never grows old no no and uh just just yoshi in general the noises he makes him skipping around in the different levels. Just that um, paper mache-like aesthetic is just so visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest complaints, I think we talked about it earlier on, is the music. I totally agree with what Pete was saying. It's l- quite literally the same in every level. Yeah. It's somewhat it changes and adapts to the environment that you're in. So right now I'm kind of in this um, ancient China like kind of area mm-hmm. and but it, it sounds like a broken recorder yeah so now it kind of has a more chinese sort of ancient theme to it mm-hmm. but it's still like a 12 year old you know singing away Pounding on, on, a, on recorder. a recorder yeah um so that's a little bit disappointing for me just because of my love of music mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to nintendo games but it's not to the point where it's d- distracting no. most of the time i'll turn the music down and either watch pete on twitch or something on Netflix or whatever while I'm playing. Yeah, good contrast. I mean, you get playing Yoshi and watching battles at Battle of Helm's Deep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're basically the same Death thing. Death and Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go together well. I can get Robert Pattinson off my screen. <laughs> I just have like 30 pictures of his face. No different than your bedroom, Ryan. It's very true. So that's about poster. all I played this week in terms of video games, I think. Uh, okay. Oh. No, I, earlier in the week I was playing... More Spyro, Ripto's Rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I got that game. <laughs> yeah, you play Spy- they played the first one a little bit, right? Yeah, so I have about 600 gems in. Nice. Um, I freed... We have to free 10 dragons from their hardness. Yeah, you do. To get to, like, that umbrella... Or not the umbrella. Like the... Um, shit. Like the hot air balloon. Yeah. Right? So I got that, and then I got to that second kind of hub world. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to my first time thing and I was like, no, I'm going to just play some Minecraft. Those suck. So what Ryan's referring to are these levels that you start out flying in the air and there's like four to five different things you have to collect. There's airplanes flying around. You have to shoot like eight of those. You have to fly through eight loops or rings or whatever. There's eight ships, you know, floating Mm -hmm. around. You have to breathe fire on. 
And you have 30 seconds to do all this. Of course, when you fly through the rings and you knock out an airplane, you get like plus three seconds added to your time. But it's still anxiety-inducing as all hell. Yeah, I mean, you start out with 30 seconds. And 30 seconds in the grand scheme of things is really freaking short. By the time like I got to one objective, it was like 23 seconds. And I'm like, that's such a short amount of time. It was stressful. What I was doing for those levels to knock them out as fast as I possibly could was watching a YouTube video. Is it easy to 100% them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Watch a YouTube video, and they're like a minute and 20 seconds. Like, they do it quick. Okay. And what I was doing is I'd watch them knock out one objective, whether it was the planes or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'd pause my game, watch them do the next objective, do it on my game, you know, and just do that four different times. That's what I did with a Kingdom Hearts, that, like, uh, snowboarding thing to get all those side things. Oh, in Kingdom Hearts 3, the Olaf. Yeah. Whatever that was. I couldn't do that. I tried. I did it twice. <laughs> yeah, I tried, but it was... It, it was actually really easy. The problem is I would do one, and then I'd go to restart it, but you had to complete each race. Yeah. Which pissed me off. I was thinking about getting the Platinum Trophy for that game, but it's just... I don't well, have the patience. I might go back and play it on the hard mode. Yeah, I might do that in like a year from now. Uh, or I might play a little bit towards the end of the year when I'm thinking about my games of the year list. Yeah. But I don't think anything is coming close to uh, Last of Us. <laughs> so that eight years in the desert is about $37. Yeah, it's not It's not it's expensive. It's not super expensive, so that might be worth something. Yeah, no, I told, I told Lauren that... Um, I'm $37 of wine. You're moving up in the world from that like pink Moscato for six bucks. Yeah. No, I think during an anniversary or just a special occasion, if we ever um, just want to have a nice dinner here. Yeah. Like the season finale of Game of Thrones. Well, if I would have had this wine two weeks ago, I would have ordered a bottle for us. But um, I'm sure Walmart like half off shelf could probably have it. Well, I went to Kroger and they have a section for fine wine Mm -hmm. and it wasn't there. And it was in the same price range because these fine wines, the most expensive one I saw was 90 bucks. So wow. it could have been in that little category, but yeah. didn't see it. Uh, but what I did get, I'll pull these bottles over here real quick. Lauren got a Chardonnay. I don't really know which one that was, but hold on. I am not a wine connoisseur. Usually they're way too sugary for me, but Lauren... These are drier reds. It's a Malbec. Okay. And so it kind of has a slight fruitiness to it. And again take my word with a grain of salt because i'm not again i'm not a wine connoisseur i can't speak intelligently about wine but one of them is uh katina malbec 2016 high mountain vines bodega e uh vigneto's cantina or katina so yeah wine and things this next one i just loved because kroger had marked it as one of their favorites it's called odd lot and it has like a sun old school sunday's sunday newspaper funnies like comic book uh, what do they call this, Ryan? Frames? Just, yeah. Frames. Wine, like politics, makes odd bedfellows. This big red blend of uh, Petite Syrah and Petite Verdot is an audacious partnership that defies gravity, Ryan. Oh, wow. Are you bold enough to be odd? <laughs> Dude, every day. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, the, every be, day. the be odd wine, so... We'll be, what was o- the other one? We'll be opening up those tonight for Game of Thrones. I don't know. Let me check it out. It's a Chardonnay. That's all I know. Depending on how good the episode is, one to three bottles might be gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just really excited, not getting into it now, is if the internet was signed a petition for like a one million people at this point to redo the entire season, 
I'm so excited to see the internet on fire tomorrow. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I'm just going to like laugh. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's hysterical, I think. It's but just people getting mad about nothing. Like, this Chardonnay show. is Magistrate, Santa Barbara County, Chardonnay, limited production. The facts. Santa Barbara country spans east to west, rising and setting with the sun. Oh. Seaside vines hang in the fog while inland vines bask in the sun-drenched days creating diverse climates for opulent vineyards, Ryan. Imagine, like, just writing these for a living. The verdict. Fragrant aromas of floral orange blossom, crisp lime zest, and warm spiced apple seg, S-E-G-U-E, whatever, and into flavors of sweet pear and rich tropical fruit for a gentle acidity and bright fruit-forward taste. Mm. So... Look forward to that going down your esophagus tonight. All right. Well, we should probably move along here. So we could uh, maybe get into the Travis's email. Yeah, sure. And then we can do a little break, you know? Yeah, sounds good. Do what we got to do. So Travis, friend of the show, executive producer, you should know him by now. I think I've heard of that guy once. He wrote in and he titled the email, It's the Doldrums! Exclamation point. Oh. He says, good Sunday morning to you, gents. We've all been there. But I've been in the no-wind zone for a couple weeks. Wind. W-I-N-D. The drive I had to power through four games in four months is dwindling, and I've been, dare I say it, going to be early. When I have... When I've picked it up, I've been playing New Game Plus for Spidey and God of War 4. I'm planning on spending the summer on, quote-unquote, open-world titles like Horizon Zero Dawn, Infamous Second Son, and Finishing Shadow of War. As it gets closer to autumn, I'll break out the more intense titles like Bloodborne and Last of Us. I'm hoping Silk Song, which is, of course, the sequel to um, Hollow Knight or the DLC, he said gets a surprise E3 week release, too. We'll see, though. Couple questions. Number one, I know when you two are in the doldrums that Rusty defaults to playing classic games and Ryan plays mobile games. Is there anything else you two end up doing? I'll usually catch up on reading or I'll sink down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos. Falls, surgeries, and TV show blooper reels. I do like the blooper reel uh, rabbit hole of YouTube, Ryan, or uh, Travis. So yeah, Ryan, when you're feeling down the dumps, video game yeah, fatigue. I'm Googling doldrums, state or period of inactivity, yeah. stagnation, the stagnant blood. So fatigue on life, dragon rot. video games, not really feeling it. What do you go to? Heroin, usually. Hard Alco- liquor. Alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Hard liquor. Smoking some doobies. <laughs> yeah. At the basketball court with my crew. Yeah. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, I mean, I do something mindless. Usually it's um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia bloopers. Those are all amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're gag reels. Um, the Office. Because... The way your mind works or the way that you're, you release chemicals, if you smile, your brain reacts by releasing chemicals to make you seem like you're happy. Regardless if you're actually smiling at something genuinely, your body releases those chemicals. Mm-hmm. So if it's that type of like, I'm just down or it's like, a, I don't feel like playing a Sekiro or a Mario or whatever. So I enjoy those bloopers just because they're hilarious. Um... Trying to think what else. 
Yeah, usually something mindless, a platformer is what I go to. You you do that because you want to play them. Mm-hmm. I do it because it just it makes me it reminds me of like Super Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. the good old days, or like Smash. I guess mm-hmm. usually just come like go down the rabbit hole of YouTube and see what you can learn. That's a big one for me. Um, you know, the kind of the reason behind going back and playing those classic games is I kind of like resetting my mind a bit because sometimes you get so into the thick of adulthood and the busyness, the anxiety of work, the stress of it all. I kind of like resetting my mind to go back to simpler times. Mm-hmm. And that's why I oftentimes play games like Banjo-Kazooie or Diddy Kong Racing or, or the Throne of Agony. Goldeneye. <laughs> Dude, don't interrupt me when I'm, like, talking about stuff and things. Well, that's another childhood game. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I like kind of reverting back to old things like that. Mm -hmm. And I also do that with TV shows. So I'll watch, like, Old School Pokemon or Hey Arnold or The Wild Thornberry. Things like that that kind of remind me of simpler times just because right now I'm just, ugh. I kind of just don't feel, I don't want to deal with it all, you know? Yeah, very true. Like taxes and moving and all that fun stuff yeah responsibility sucks yeah n64 uh just old school video games like that i'll pull up my game boy advance and play some um some game boy color games things like that another thing that i like doing too is just um you know pouring myself a drink and coming out here florence in bed and either listening to records somewhat quietly of course or just plugging my headphones in and listening to soundtracks yeah, it's relaxing for me. It kind of just helps me take my mind off things, and um, if the doldrums are you know in full force, Travis, that's that's what I got to do. Listen to my tunage. I generally work out as well. I mean, I do that almost daily, but it really helps. One, it brings you down from whatever stress you have. Yeah, of and course. then two, it makes you really tired, so you sleep really well, so you get re-energized. Um, you working out is one of the best stress relievers. Mm-hmm. So that's another fun one. So do that, then play some chill games or watch some comedy and then just fall asleep. You heard it here first, folks. Question number two. I recently sat through a very uncomfortable wedding. The pastor was... God, I remember that one. Rusty and Lauren's wedding was super awkward. Freaking horrible. The pastor was beyond extra. Super sexist and entitled. What's the most uncomfortable you've been in a situation where you're not in danger... And you can't leave, but you just want to get the hell out of there. Until next time, Travis. God, that's something I wish I had more time to think about. Me too. This might be let's, something we have to table. Let's answer that after the break. Okay. When we come back. We'll come back to that one, Travis. That's a great question. We also got a few... Um, hold on a second. Hold everything, Ryan. I felt horrible because, of course, last week, we asked the listeners to write in with some of their favorite PlayStation games. Yeah. We read off some. I we thought. did, but someone... There are a few folks that wrote in through Twitter, and mm-hmm. I never got to those. So I'm going to... We purposely for- forgot you guys. Read those now. So Fem Trooper Paige, old school friend of YouTube. Nice. Uh, she wrote in with some Vita suggestions. She said, I would absolutely include the Dang- the Dangan Rapa series. That's such a hard <laughs> name to pronounce. Dangan Rapa and Gravity Rush. So I've not played either of those games. If I was going to play either of them, Gravity Watch uh, Rush, because it's kind of this, as the name would imply, you have to use gravity to navigate these levels. Okay. Puzzle solving and platforming and stuff like that. But, okay, cool. Suggestions there from Paige. Johnny2900 wrote in five games for, uh, for the PS2, 3, and 4. 
And then he said the Danganronpa trilogy for the Vita. PS2, Kingdom Hearts, already okay. on my good list. Kingdom Hearts 2, Jack and Daxter, the Precursor. Pre- Precursor Legacy. You're struggling. Drink your coffee. <laughs> God of War and Eco. PS3. The Last of Us. Uncharted 2. Ratchet and Clank. Little do you know, Rusty's a bottle of wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, the reason we couldn't find the eight years in a desert is because I might have had it this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With my daily vitamins and yeah. my fish oil vitamin, yeah. like pills. All right. The Last of Us, Dude, Uncharted Two, pounding gummy vitamins because it's the only thing that's like it's not unhealthy, but it you feel like you're being mischievous and eating like an unhealthy food because it's a gummy. Mm-hmm. I had like seven vitamin gummies yesterday, so I had like three hundred or like probably six hundred percent of my vitamin D. Gotta get that D. And so much D. <laughs> <laughs> PS3. Uh, Sorry, Johnny. The Last of Us, Uncharted Two. Ratchet and Clank at Kraken Time, Journey, and Sonic Generations. Nice. Good choices. PS4, Spider-Man, Kingdom Hearts 3, Uncharted 4, Disney Afternoon Collection. Nice choice that? there. It has a lot of the NES games from the uh, by Capcom. So I think Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, mm. and DuckTales, I think, are all nice. on there. Yeah. DuckTales. Woohoo! Beat Saber. God, now I'm going to have that stuck in my head. Is the last PS4 game on his list. And those are the only people that wrote in. Cool. So Sorry we forgot you. But we didn't because we finally got around to it. We got back to you. I was waiting for you. It's the anticipation that's everything, folks. (laughs) The anticipation of what's coming next. We'll come back to Travis's question. Ryan, why don't we take a break? Yes. And then we'll get into... Most awkward thing Back of the box trivia. And Rusty's retro recommendation... And really uncomfortable situations. All right, sounds good. Let's get to it. We're back, Ryan. Hey. And we are going to dive deep into Travis's question. Yes. I'll reread it just for uh, reminder's sake. Question number two from Travis in his email was, he recently sat through a very uncomfortable wedding. The pastor was super sexist, entitled. And uh, Travis went on to ask, what's the most uncomfortable you've been in a situation where you're not in danger, you can't leave? But you just want to get the hell out of there. I've been through some, like, similar. I've been through some really uncomfortable, like, sermons. Okay. Like, depending on, like, random churches. Um, I always thought the, I think back in fifth grade, that sex talk that they had. And, like, you would, we'd understood, like, what sex is as kids. But, like, having adults tell you what it is and, like, explain it nonchalantly. And, like, what wet dreams and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and just bodies changing. Yeah. It was really uncomfortable, for that sure. That was really uncomfortable. Um, there was one scenario back in high school. I caused this, so it's not necessarily, like, me being uncomfortable. But it's me making everyone and probably including you listeners uncomfortable. Let's, let's hear it. So, for, it was a, I was on the swim team. And there was this one girl. Her name was Carly. She was a bitch. Okay. She was basically I was dating this girl Amanda at the time and she was the best friend who was like way too clingy and was like starting rumors to like try to break us up and like hey Ryan's cheating on you with this other swimmer blah 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 and I'm like god I hate you. And it turns out one I didn't do any of that stuff so I'm cool. 
And yeah, you the, are. The next thing is, I ended up getting her as like a secret Santa at a uh, for Christmas because we were on the same like swim family. Oh, it's gonna thing. be good. And I was like, how can I just screw with her and make her super uncomfortable in front of like all these other guys? So it was one of these swim tournaments where we were there for the entire weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, hey, Joe, uh, I don't, I can't say his last name, and like two other dudes. I see you got those, uh, just the, sh- not the, like, long jammer Speedos, but the, like, just your crotch is covered Speedos. Good. Hot. Hey, can you take a sexy photo in the locker room so I can give it to as a uncomfortable gift oh, yes. to this girl, Carly? And, like, one, there's people walking in and out of these locker rooms, and it's me with a camera taking a picture. There's, like, Joe, he's up against the wall, like, his ass is out. Oh and the other gosh. one is just, like, rubbing his leg oh, <laughs> with his legs open. And I ended up framing it, one, probably when I got the exposures done at, like, legit exposures done at, uh, like, a CVS. They're probably like, what the hell is this kid into? Did you get them to sign the photos? No, I didn't. Oh, no. you should, that would have been icing on the cake. I ended up, I had two copies, and I was cleaning my room, and I just saw this picture. I was like, this is kind of, like, pedophilic now, because I'm over 18, and it was, yeah. like, back in high school. So I, like, ripped it up and threw it away. But like, <laughs> but I ended up giving it to her and framed everything in front of, like, maybe 20, 30 people. And she was just freaking mortified. Yeah. Like, everyone was cracking up. But, like, she was so uncomfortable because she's holding a picture of her, like, classmates. Like, the popular dudes in our swim team just asses out in front of everyone. And Did she uh, know the source? Did she know it was from you? Oh, yeah. It, it was. I'm like, here, here's your uh, Christmas present. Oh. And she just <laughs> opens it up. And it's just, like, the popular kids with their asses, like... Hanging out. She, she hated me. And I... Rightfully so. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> it made everyone uncomfortable. I kind of. Mostly her, which was kind of the target of that whole thing. Nice. Well, my story, I should have told mine first because mine's not going to top that. Okay. So Lauren and I have some friends in BG and uh, they were in our wedding. We were in theirs, of course. And we went over to their uh, their place for dinner. Mm-hmm. What we typically did in college is we would, we would host and then they would host. Yeah. And so if we weren't hosting, we'd bring a dessert of some sort. Yeah. So I don't remember what Lauren and I made, but we went over there one night and I don't want to say names because if they listen to the podcast, well, it was in Lauren's speech at their wedding. So it's not that big of a deal. They're not going to mind. But anyways, we go over there and Dylan is cooking something in the microwave. Yeah. And Lauren and I didn't think anything of it, but like we were sitting kind of at the, the counter, the island talking with Emily and Dylan keeps repeatedly going back to the microwave and clicking clear, restart, and he's adding, you know, 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes onto the microwave. I'm like, yeah. what the heck is he cooking in the microwave? So he finally opens up the microwave, and he was trying to freaking defrost, like, a 20-pound <laughs> ham in the microwave. And I was like, what's happening right now? And then Emily was had, like, a can opener and yeah. got, like, Walmart peas and put them in a bowl to also microwave and i was like oh my gosh it's like like fourth grade lunch with like helga the calf the you know the cafeteria lady like, like obscure mole putting putting slop on my tray i was like this is not good and so lorna were like are you defrosting a ham in the microwave and he's like yeah i forgot to take it out this morning lorna and i looked at each other like uh 
do you guys want to go just grab some subs and then come back here and eat? And they were like, yeah, that sounds a lot better. But <laughs> it was just really weird. Uncomfortable. I don't know if that's the word. Just kind of like scratch your head. What's what's happening right now? Kind of yeah. a thing. But uh, yeah, that's clearly can... did not go to a home ec class. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely missed that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's more. I wish I would have prepped for this better. Because I yeah. never read your emails, Travis, prior to, because I want it to be raw and raw fresh. and wiggling. Yes. Reactions or responses, I should say. But uh, for these, you need to text me and let me know, like, hey, you might want to prep for this one. I, I mean, the, it's more like most of my stories, I'm, I have some that I can't say because some of my family listens to. And, like, most of the other ones are me making other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like... My friend and I, we got drunk in college, and th- there's a weird sensation of shaving cream. It's like it it's very cold on your when you're shaving, right? And it makes the hair stand up. So I was like, hmm, let's see if you put it on your entire face that it makes your entire face cold. So I'm just covered my entire face with my friend just covered in shaving cream. And we ended up like hiding in a closet and tackling my room. <laughs> <laughs> she got back into uh, the apartment, which she didn't know how to react. So it's a situation she wanted to get out of, but couldn't. Yeah, that would definitely not yeah. be the ideal walking home situation. Yeah. I have a lot of those stories, but uh, I can think on it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back next week with more unsettling stories. Yeah. Let us know if you want to hear more uncomfortable situations yeah. from us. Sounds good. Ryan, let's get into the back of the box trivia. I'm really excited about yes. this. So Ryan, I you know tasked him, of course. A couple episodes back, I uh, did some back of the box trivia for Ryan. And uh, I said, dude, not to you know shame you or anything, but I've played kind of a, a broader list of games over the course of my my youth, you know, between the N64, PS1, and all that kind of stuff. I was he has a bigger platform of games to choose from. Yes. And uh I basically, he asked, said, is there a particular console that you want me to focus on? And I was like, bro, pretty much anything is fair game. Yeah, so I took that to heart. Good. So some of these boxes are, I don't know, not necessarily full of a bunch of words. So this first one has a sentence as the back of the box, which I was kind of surprised on. All right. So smash and crash your way to win. That's it. Smash and crash away to win how many of these do you have what do you mean i have fourteen okay so i'm p s two created by e a and this is a game you you think i've played yes you have i think you've mentioned it smash and crash away until you win your way to win your your way to win exclamation point all right, so if it's smash and crash your way to win, I feel like it's it's competitive in nature. Correct. So it doesn't sound like a sports game. If it is a sports game, it's more of a wacky kind of um, like EA Sports big kind of NFL street type of a game. S- say it again. Smash and crash your way to win, exclamation point. If it's competitive in nature... Is this, have you played this game? Oh, so many hours. Not on PS2, but on a different system. I think it was on Xbox. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
then we've probably talked about it on the podcast. I'm right. It's hard. Completely smash and crash your way to win. Can I have another hint? Uh, Criterion games. Does that help you at all? Criterion. That would not help me out at all, but. Oh, it should. It's the first two or yes. The first three words that are the main thing. The first three words, dude, I am struggling here. I don't know. Do you want, do you want the answer? I want another hint. I'm going to get this. Okay. It's the third word. That's the main thing. The main thing, the main concept of the game. Uh, um, Smash and crash your way to win. Smash and crash your way to win. (laughs) Um, and it's competitive nature. Is it a sports like game? Kind of. I not really. I guess the South would consider it a sport, but I wouldn't. I feel like it's some beat 'em up game. Uh, I have no idea. I can't. I don't. Right. Burnout Three Takedown. Oh yeah. Because the, the South considers NASCAR a sport. It's not. You're driving in a circle. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's one I didn't play. Probably as much as you, but. I played it enough that I, sh- I should have been. Able- That's good. That's fair. All right. Good okay. deal. All right. Batten zero right now. All right. Ah, it's a good one. All right. Okay. I don't know if the, f- I don't know how much you've played of this one. You said everything was free. So, um, make sure you're talking in your mics. The listeners can. Yeah. Let me zoom in. A world overrun by evil, a lone hero and the journey of a lifetime. Another short box. Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. No. Say it again. A world overrun by evil, a lone hero, and a journey of a lifetime. Okay, so we got a lone hero Mm -hmm. and a journey. There's one line that I'm leaving out. Of a lifetime. The first line, but I can say it if it helps later on. And the world has been overrun by evil. Is this a game you've played? No. It's one that we've talked about on here. And you said it's really good. So I've played it before. I believe so. You've promoted it. System. We. Oh. Skyward Sword? No. A lone hero. Oh, it's Resident Evil 4. No. Um, a world overrun by evil, a lone hero on a journey of a lifetime. Okay. Nights into Dreams. What's, What's the, up? What is Nights into Dreams? Really? By Sega? No. Dude, that's a beautiful game. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let me do it again. You are a blank, a world overrun by evil, a lone hero, and a journey of a lifetime. Klonoa. No. He's not a lone hero. Dude, what the hell? I, if it's a game I've promoted in the podcast, I'm thinking on the Wii, what else would I have talked about? This is really hard. Especially when you pick games that are really obscure. That's not that obscure. This game is not. Is no. this a popular franchise? It's a very popular game or well-received from what I remember you saying. Is it Nintendo-specific or was it a third party? It has Nintendo on the box. It looks like Nintendo. 
a lone hero. I wish I could look at my Wii catalog of games. Do you want me to give you another hint? Yeah. You are a god. A world overrun by evil, a lone hero, and a journey of a lifetime. You're a god on the Nintendo Wii. What in the world? <laughs> what? Well, when I say you're a god, I instantly think of... Uh, god of War. God of War. I'm a god, and I'm a lone hero on the Wii. The world has been overrun by evil, folks. What are we going to do about it? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the Wii games that I've played. Skyward Sword. Think of, I don't know if that'll give it away, like Folk Tales. Folk Tales. <laughs> you haven't played this game? No. I, I've seen it and looked very interesting. I think it's an RPG. Or, I don't, don't want to... The Last Story? No. Xenoblade Chronicles? No. Is that on the Wii? Yeah, the first one. Uh-uh. Pandora's Tower. I've never heard of that. Um, Dude, I'm just going to start naming stuff off now at this point, because I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you'd probably be barking up the wrong tree. Folktale. Is it a platformer? I don't think so. I think it's a more story-driven, Actually, very Japanese. It's not... Bayonetta wasn't on the Wii. No. What the hell, man? Lone hero, overrun by evil, you're a god. <laughs> what in the world? Dude, I don't know. Okay. Well, I gave you a hint, you're barking up the wrong tree. It's Okami. Oh, gosh. See, I never played Okami. Oh, because, I, that I mean... Yeah. Yeah. So I, you had I, promoted Okami. Yeah, well, I've heard great things about it because it's very Zelda-like in the way it plays. Yeah. I played Okami Den, which was the DS game you play as... Um, Dude, I, do I know the difference between Okami Den and Okami? Well, <laughs> whatever. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Next game, Rusty's going to get... I want to get at least 50% of these. Okay. I, I think that's very doable. I don't know if you've played this one, but... I Perfect. think after hints, I think you will get it. Uh, let's see. Get psychic before it's too late. Step step it up with blank. Um, yeah, that's all I can say for that sentence. Is, uh, it takes blank savvy and snaps to get out of her psychic messes. Um, Hellblade's a new sacrifice. <laughs> play is blank and chill with blank, blank, blank. And the rest of Blank's crew. Oh, give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Come on now. Um, Say that sentence again. Play as Blank and chill with Blank, 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 and the rest of Blank's crew. Do you want me to name the secondary characters? No. It sounds like Donkey Kong 64 almost, but it sounds, no, get out of the, this person's psychic mind. Um, Before it's too late. Yeah, give me a hint. Uh, play as blank and chill with blank, Corey, blank, and the rest of blank's crew. Corey? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? That's so Raven? <laughs> yes. It is. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a DS game, That's So Raven. Oh. 
<laughs> I was totally pulling that out of my ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I guess, uh, yeah, the psychic thing, I did not even like, I was like, oh, Sanua's sacrifice or <laughs> Hellblade. Yeah, something not even close. I was like, sure. Wow. You got one. All right. I don't get burnout takedown, but I get freaking that's so <laughs> raven. Raven DS game. Journeys to the mall or whatever um, the heck. Good stuff. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure you played this one. Um, <coughs> has time run out for blank? <laughs> I can tell you so little about this. Um. With best friend blank missing and arch nemesis blank plotting evil at the center of the universe, things look bad for blank. And making matters work, a secret from the deep within blank's blank memory is about to be revealed. Okay. It's so hard to like blank things out because... Have you played this game? No, I wanted to, though. PS2 days? PS3. It's this one. But it, it, I think it's also on PS2, the, the genre, or the... Uh, Series. You, um... I, I played this. Yeah. Say it again. Has time run out for blank and blank? With best friend blank missing and arch nemesis blank plotting evil at the center of the universe, things look bad for blank. And to make matters worse, a secret from deep within blank's blank memory is about to be revealed. This isn't Sly Cooper. Mm -mm. Uh, is it a platformer? Mm -hmm. It can't be Jack and Daxter. Mm -mm. Not Spyro or Crash. Ratchet and Clank a crack in time? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So it's... Has time run out? Yeah. Ratchet and a, Clank? Well, because if, if you're figuring this like it's a duo, it had yeah. to have been like Jack and Daxter. Best or, friend Clank missing. Arch nemesis Dr. Nefarious plotting evil at the center of the universe. Things look bad for Ratchet. Okay. And then it gets uh, Clank's metallic memory. Because he's like a metal dude, I guess. Yeah, he's a little robot. Yeah. Dude, you gotta play the Ratchet Clank games. They're I do, see, things. that's what I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Lauren? All right, let me... Let's What's make... that? I was just acknowledging that you're here. What's up, Lauren? Uh, let me put the things that I completed into its own folder. He got That's a Raven as a game. The DS game. Did you share this with her? No, I just... I got these before. Okay. I was looking at the, like, best of PS2, PS1... Um, GameCube and there's a lot of like the main popular stuff yeah that you would have done for me but yeah gotta get some of that obscure that's a raven stuff <laughs> that's actually like 20 minutes before it came over I was like I had a list of maybe eight on my phone from those like top 10 and uh yeah that's a raven was definitely not on the top 10 yeah good stuff okay don't know if you played this, but you love the developer. Let's do it. Okay. Blast your way through time. Cortez is back, and this time he's bringing some friends to help him fight the past in order to change the future. Cortez. Cortez. 
You sure it's Cortez, not Cortex? The Z. Okay. See it again? Uh, let's see. Blast your way through time. Cortez is back, and this time he's bringing some friends to help him fight the past in order to change the future. Okay, so it sounds like it's some kind of a time-traveling experience. Mm-hmm. Sounds very third-person shooting action platformer type of thing. It looks like it's first-person shooter. You've never played this? No. This was one of the more obscure ones. System. PS2. Cortez. I love the developer. Yes. You don't know if I played this. Yes, but you've ranted about this developer like so many times it hurts my ears. Oh. Oh. Rare. Yeah. What game did they make on the PS2? You're sure Rare made this? Yes. On the PS2, a first-person shooter? Mm-hmm. Did they make a second Jet Force Gemini game and I didn't know about it? Um. What? Oh. What first-person shooter game did Rare make? Any other hints? The subtitle is Future Perfect. Oh, not um, <laughs> Time Splitters? Yes. Okay, I've not played that. Okay, it was ex-Rare Developers okay. that went out and made this. Gotcha. After literally everything they made. I've heard really good things about Time Splitters. I've also heard that, I guess it makes sense because Perfect Dark's multiplayer, you can play with bots mm-hmm. on the multiplayer. And it's well, that's what I, I figured you would, I mean, it's a first-person shooter. They've done Perfect Dark. What's the name of this game? I'll add it to my wish list. Time Splitters Future Perfect. All right. It legit me... says Perfect in the title so it's along the same lines let me uh get to my there's a monkey video game wish list oh yeah yeah i've heard really good things about that um it looks pretty good from the gameplay it looked like that um oh god nemesis that weird when you're on a planet fighting things like those weird monsters sure i'm trying to look it was in the bracket wait say that again what was it what, like Nemesis or Nemini, Gemini or whatever. The Nemesis system? No. Shadow of Mordor? Let me see. Jeff or Gemini? Yes. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Like those kind of monsters, like weird wiggly things. Nice. All cool. right. Cool. Two for four. Nice. Hitting that 50% mark. Okay, this one's going to be a hard one to censor. Um, shit. This is all giving away. Fly against the evil blank. Play as blank, co-founder of the blank alliance elite. Blank. <laughs> you must combat the evil blank. Engage in intense, fast-paced planetary uh, air-to-ground and air-to-air missions, dogfights, search and destroy, reconnaissance, bombing runs, rescue... Assignments and more. Battlefront 2? No. This one's going to be hard, so it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. You've played this? Yes. A, A lot. lot. Uh, <laughs> Features. 
blank, 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 and blank with powerful weapons in 15 plus missions. <laughs> it's like so many blanks because any one of those words would give it away. Oh, gosh. Hmm. System? N64. Oh. Not Shadows of the Empire. No. Rogue Squadron. Yes. What's up? Yeah. You got the little box. Nice. That was a fun game. Yeah. It's actually down in your parents' basement still. The whole mm-hmm. container? Yeah, really? the box and everything. Nice. I stole it, but... Yeah, I'm not surprised. Fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Three for five. What's up? <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. All right, so... Bless me, bagpipes, he's at it again. Blank is hot on the trail of the richest adventure ever. Uh, Pieces of the map of the lost treasure of blank have been scattered across the globe, and blank must find them before the greedy blank grabs them. It's going to be a race to the finish as both of them are trying to find the treasure and become the richest blank in the world. Rat Race with Cuba Gooding Jr. The movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm switching genres. This is a DVD. Okay. Uh, What was the first sentence? It was like all like... uh, Bless me, bagpipes. He's at it again. Lucky Charms, the video game. God, that's so many marshmallows in so little time. Bless me, bagpipes... I'm going to need you to say it again. All right. So blank is hot on the trail of the richest adventure ever. Pieces of the map of the lost treasure of blank have been scattered across the globe and blank must find them before the greedy blank grabs them. It's going to be a race to the finish as both of them are trying to find the treasure and become the richest blank in the world. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Similar, but no. So it's probably not an Uncharted game then. No. Indiana Jones, The Emperor's Tomb on the PS2. I didn't know that was a game, but no. <laughs> um, Tomb Raider, 2013. No. I, I'll put one name in there and see if that helps. All right, so... It's the beginning Irish bit that's really getting me. The uh, <laughs> Behold Me... Bless me, beg knickers. He's at it again. Bless me, bagpipes. He oh, he's at it again. So we got a male protagonist. Correct. Blank is hot on the trail of the richest adventure ever. Pieces of the map of the lost treasure of blank have been scattered across the globe, and blank must find them before the greedy. Do you want the name here? Yeah. Flintheart, blank grabs them. What is this? Tangled the video game? No. <laughs> no. I do like Flint though. Flint Glomgold. <laughs> Are you sure I've played this? I don't know. I think. The Secret to Monkey Island? No. I don't. I just went after every. I think you've played this. What I, system is this? Game Boy, I think, Color. It's a Capcom game. Have you played this? Mm, I don't 
think so. A Game Boy Color game? Yes. Male let, protagonist. Let me double check. The World's Eldorado? The Road to Eldorado. Oh, was that a video game? Oh, dude, it was so good in the Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know if I have that, but if I do, it needs to go on my wish list. Um, this is on NES. Oh, pff. chances of me playing this are one in a million. Okay. Oh I guess my. that wasn't one of the systems. Yeah, list. pretty much N64, PS1, and above. Okay. Going back any further than that. I'm going to still get this, though. NES, now that I know... And we got like a little pirate adventure. Let's see if there's uh, any other systems. Hook. No. Um, is it based on a movie? Kind of, yeah. Show. It's based on a show? Correct. It's on Game Boy as well. Just the regular Game Boy. Yeah. Based on a show... Oh my gosh. I guess the bless me bagpipes would throw me off. Blank is hot on the trail of the richest adventure ever. Bless me bagpipes. Okay. Uh Blank is on the is hot on the trail of the richest adventure ever. Pieces of the map of the lost treasure of Blank have been scattered across the globe and Blank must find them before the greedy Flintheart Glomgold grabs them. It's going to be a race to the finish um, as both of them are trying to find the treasure to become the richest blank in the world. Emphasis on rich, folks. Richie Rich? I, dude, I have no idea. Okay, let me read the last sentence. It's going to be a race to the finish as both of them are trying to find the treasure and become the richest duck in the world. Oh, frick me. It's DuckTales. It's DuckTales too. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No idea. That was bad. It is really hard from the other side. It is very challenging. Even regardless of you knowing things. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I accidentally put... I'd be curious if the listeners want to write in or maybe throw us a message on the Discord if you're batting any better than I am. Because I'm like, what, three for six now? Three for seven? Something like that? Uh-huh. Some of these are pretty tough. Six characters, five arenas, one goal. To smash you to smithereens. Forget about skill. This game requires one thing. The desire to beat opponents in any manner available to you. Including using hazards like fire jets, lightning bolts, and bottomless pits to your adventure. But don't worry. If you get... Or if you've never piloted a bumper car before, all you need... Uh, let's see. All you need to succeed in any of the five games is a little bit of attitude and a whole lot of blank. This isn't Rocket League. No. Did you see that that became an exclusive to, um, the unlike PC at least, to the people who are doing Fortnite? No. They, they took it off of Steam. Or they're taking it off of Steam because... Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. People no. are pissed. Um... Six characters, five arenas, one goal. Six characters, five arenas, one goal. Smash everyone in with bumper cars. This is this a game you've played? Yes. It's a game I've played. I believe so. We talked about it on the podcast ever? Yes. We have talked about it on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Bumper cars. Own your puck. Last man standing. Power surge. Hockey. Those are the mini games. Um. Five arenas, six characters. It's not a Mario Party game. No. It's made in Mexico. <laughs> what? <laughs> the back of the box is made in Mexico. Was this... Uh... It's on Xbox. Oh, my gosh. Oh, freaking Big Bumpin'. Big Burger Bumpin'. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give me a break. Good grief. Dude, that game is so fun. I just want to... Let me double check the system of this next one. This is a classic. Um, um, this is on a PlayStation. PlayStation 1. All right. There's no, like, main overarching thing. Let's see. Unbelievable stunt sequences performed by blank. Classy, er, classy. Classic blank weapons that include chairs, brooms, and more. Movie sequences that feature hilarious bl or blank outtakes. Tons of enemies with high-powered bosses to kick around. Hmm. So this is definitely based on a movie or a TV show. Correct. It's probably childlike in nature, so it's probably animated characters. Yeah. And it's probably Tom and Jerry. Um, what the heck is the subtitle of that game? It's like House Trap or something? No. Am I close? No. No. Say it again. Let's see. Okay. Unbelievable stunt sequences performed by blank. Classic blank weapons that include chairs, brooms, and more. Movie sequences that feature hilarious blank outtakes. Tons of enemies and high-powered bosses to kick around. <laughs> Dude, I'm terrible at this game. Motion-captured animation of the real blank. Do you think I do I own this game? It's a classic for the system. I don't I haven't seen it in your collection. You may have played it. It's on some of the like lists of PS1. Best PS1 games. Hmm. Dude, I I I need another hint. Um let's see. How how would I give you a developer? Midway? Midway. All right. Rampage. No. Midway. Rated T. Mortal Kombat. That's definitely not rated T. <laughs> yeah, it's rated M for sure. Uh, innovative fighting system including throws and combos. Oh, it's that Star Wars fighting game. There's a Star Wars fighting game? Or, it's a really weird... Is it one word? It's a first and a last name, and then a subtitle. 
first and a last name, like a person, like a human? Mm-hmm. What? Unbelievable stunt sequences performed by blank. Duke Nukem, final hour. No, you're going in the right direction, I guess. Kind of. Duke Nukem's over the top, but... Classic blank weapons that include chairs, brooms, and more. Movie sequences that feature hilarious blank outtakes. Die Hard Trilogy. Die Hard's not a name. Listen. <laughs> uh, my, my son's name is Die and last name Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye, wait, Kanye named his son North. Like Northwest or whatever. So, please. Yeah. So, so uh, I'd be so pissed if I were in like elementary school and it's like oh hey north can you uh, come over to the west side of the classroom <laughs> like well their kids gonna be so bullied well their uh their most recent child's name is psalm psalm yeah like the psalms in the bible okay which is a pretty name but like like i told uh, my friends this weekend i was for a human but when you find out that it was kanye west that named the child it's just uh just all meaning goes down the drain it's anything kanye west all right. Besides bigger, let's faster, get, stronger. Let's get back to this. Someone's yes. name and a subtitle. Be, Subti- made by you, Midway, T for Teen. Do you want the subtitle? Yes. Stuntmaster. I've definitely never played this. Okay. What is it? Jackie Chan <laughs> Stuntmaster. Oh my gosh. Look at how like ridiculous Jackie Chan looks. It's one of those games that they make fun of for the animation. Jackie Chan... What was it? Stuntmaster. Stuntmaster. What? Oh my gosh. Alright. It got an 8 out of 10 on IGN. Yeah, it's kind of the best. Wow. Alright. Whatever. I think I'm like 3 for 8 at this point or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. This is really bad resolution. I might understand half these words, and you might understand half of what I say. So, uh, Blank's greatest adventure yet. Once you know, there's Blank trying to relax in Blank land when Blank disappears and the holiday turns into the hairiest adventure under the sun. This time, though Blank's missions are more the resolution, I can't read that next word, than ever, with seven blank to explore and 96 different levels. What? What did you... I, you need to repeat that. I, yeah, sorry. This resolution is really bad. I would show it to you, but then I'd give it away. <laughs> um, blank's great adv- greatest adventure yet. Once you know... Or know it, there's blank trying to relax in blank land when blank disappears and the holiday turns into it into the hairiest adventure under the sun. This time, though, blank or blank's mission is more challenging than ever, with seven worlds to explore and 96 different levels to give you the ultimate uh, game playing. I can't read that word because of uh, resolution. So. It's a platformer, and you're an animal. Seven worlds, 96 levels. I feel like this is an older game. Maybe on the N64, PS1. Yes. Let's see. Hairiest adventure yet. 
Seven worlds, 96 levels. It's on a lot of different systems. This character's greatest adventure yet. Mm-hmm. Have you played this? Yes. Do I have it? Yes. Oh. I can't read the second paragraph. N64? It is not. It's on Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance. It's on Game Boy Advance and I have the game. And a few other things, but. Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong Country? Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. I'm so bad at this. Blank's greatest adventure yet. Once you know, there's Blank trying to relax in Blank Land when Blank disappears and the holiday turns into the hairiest adventure under the sun. Okay. Emphasis on sun. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just emphasizing random words. Uh, this time, Blank Blank's mission is more challenging than ever with seven worlds to explore and 96 different levels to give you the ultimate gameplay test. A game playing test. All right. It's on the Game Boy Advance. We've got some kind of furry mascot character. In a sense, yeah. Jumping around. 96 levels. Seven worlds. I have no idea. Do you want the second? It's gonna. You're gonna get it right away. Do you want the second paragraph? Sure. Good thing blanks got blank. The. Oh yeah, now I know it right away. Uh, the line, I can't read that word because of resolution. To help him tackle the endless terrors and traps, because with super stereo around, a super stereo sound. Super stereo sound. Wow, this resolution. And sensational 3D graphics bringing them to life. Uh, you'll never need a better than brilliant, or you'll never need to be better than brilliant to survive. That paragraph is supposed to give it away? I put one name in there and you're going to be like, oh, how did I not get this? It's on a Game Boy Advance? You want all the systems? Yeah. Was this on a home console? Super Nintendo, uh, Game Boy Advanced, Wii, Wii U, and Arcade. Okay. So if it was on the Super Nintendo, then it was probably... All right. Trying to think of all the ports that we got from the Super Nintendo onto the Game Boy Advance. We've got a Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, we've got the Donkey Kong Country games, We got a couple of the Mickey and Minnie platformers. I, dude, I don't. Are know. you gonna guess any of those? You did. You name read them off. You didn't actually guess. Well, I already said Donkey Kong Country. No. I said Super Mario World. Yes. That's the answer. Yeah. Furry. I, I emphasize that word just for my own determinant. Uh, or is hairy? Once you know, there's oh, technically he's got a mustache and he's Italian, like the most hairiest race of them all. <laughs> uh, once you know, there's 
Mario, trying to relax in dinosaur land with Princess Toadstool, disappears for the holiday. Um, good thing Mario's got Yoshi. A whatever line breathing it looks like. Dinosaur, which doesn't make any sense. Okay, fair enough. Next yeah. one. All right. How many, gosh, how many have I done already? You have done 10. All right, so four more? Three more? A couple more? Yeah. How many more do you want to do? Let's do them all. All right. I'm going to start knocking these out like crazy. Do it. Let's give you an easy one. Two hours to Game of Thrones, folks. Two hours I'm until Game so of Thrones. Excited. Okay. Let me see what I can say on this. Make sure you talk to the mic, though. Yeah, yeah. Is there a way you can put your mic in front of your computer like I do? Am I disconnected? No, you're connected right now. Okay. Blank, a blank, has... <laughs> Perfect. ...has been asked to investigate a kidnapping of... Blank... Along or along the way, he runs into unimaginable horrors, gruesome monsters, and blank. He's only, his only clue to find out what lies beyond the terror. Say it again. All right. Blank, a blank, has been asked to investigate the kidnapping of the blank. Along the way, he runs into unimaginable horrors, gruesome monsters, and blank. His only clue to find out what lies beyond the terror. Hmm. So we got some kind of like a little investigation going on. And I'm assuming it's the character's name and then the race he is or the group he's a part of or something. Yeah. And unimaginable horrors, monsters... Have you played this game? Yes. Uh, have I played it? Yeah. What system? PS3. And PS4. So this person has to investigate something. Has been asked to investigate the kidnapping of blank. Oh my gosh, I am so bad at this game. <laughs> I figured you'd get this one like right off the bat, but cool. Uncharted 3. No. Uncharted 2. No, it's none of the Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted 1. That one's about a locket, so. Um, not L.A. Noir. No. Sounds like a red wine <laughs> <laughs> it's pinot noir oh goodness gracious i someone is investigating something on the ps3 and 4 yes what oh my gosh give me another hint developer or something dude that's gonna freaking give it to you capcom Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Leon. Yeah. The U.S. agent has been asked to investigate the kidnapping of the president's daughter. Yep. Along the way, 
sees horrors, gruesome shit, and brain-snatching zombies. I'm like, there's no way I say brain-snatching zombies. You should have said this, like, blanked out Leon, but said the U.S. whatever. Because That gives it away. Like, I've played this game for 15 minutes, and... I don't know. All right, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I wanted to give it a challenge, because I didn't know how much or how easy that would be. We need the listeners to write in some of these because these would be really fun if you write in the text for the back of the... I know this is a lot of work, but if you're feeling really up to it, have a really lazy, you know, Saturday afternoon, typing up the back of the box stuff, like, in know, like a Word document or an email or something like that, and then typing the answer underneath the text, but like hiding it out or hiding it. In like white font. Yeah, so then Ryan and I can read them live on the podcast and try and go against one another. Yeah. That'd be really fun trying to figure them out ourselves but um we could always have lauren be the intermediary intermediary and us guess and her have the answer we could have like a little signal word for us to kind of call in or buzz in sure so like, it'd be like more competitive like a facing off yeah yeah that'd be fun all right what's the next one all right so destiny is never left to chance play as new characters blank and embark on an amazing adventure uh, taking you to the magical blank and more to defeat blank with awesome powers and help many of your friends. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Say it again, please. All right. The very polite of you. <laughs> You're like, please. Trebek. <laughs> Can you restate the question? What is, I don't know currently. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny is never left up to chance. No, it's not. Play as new characters blank and embark on an amazing adventure taking you to the magical, well, I have to blank all that, and to defeat the blank with awesome powers and the help of many new friends. Final Fantasy Thirteen. No. Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Sixteen. Something you've played? Yes. Do I have it? <laughs> See, I feel like I'm playing Guess Who. Like, do they have glasses? You go glasses and hats are the first two. No, is and it a man or a woman? Those are the two questions you ask yeah. first. Or, yeah, and then those three... You're, like, down to, like, six people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we were entertained by that game growing up. I mean, it's literally over in, like, 15 seconds. Oh, I know. That or Candyland. Candyland sucks all the ass right now. Yeah. Like, I, it's, like, a four-minute game. But you know what wasn't a four-minute game? The computer, Monopoly. The computer game uh, of Candyland. It was amazing. Look up Candyland computer game. Watch a YouTube video. Don't do it now. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's I'm like, like there for 30 minutes. Ryan's on eBay, like searching for it. Playing Candyland. No, it was a great little game. Lots of mini games. You got to go to each of the different areas. Cool. Good times. All right. What was the back of the box again? <laughs> You've beaten this a lot. Destiny is never left to chance. Kingdom Hearts. Play as new characters. Two. Blank. And embark on an amazing adventure taking you to the magical blank and defeat blank with awesome powers and the help of new friends system p 
PS2, I'm pretty sure. Awesome powers, friends, none of which I have. Hmm. Developer. That's going to give it away. It's on PS3, PS4, PSP, and PSP E1000, whatever Kingdom that is. Hearts Birth by Sleep. Yes. All right. You've beaten that like a million times. Yeah, well, you have to beat it with each character, and I did it on PSP, and then 3, and then 4. and Yeah, well, it was play as new characters, and if I were to list out blank, Terra, blank, Aqua, and, and blank, and embark on amazing adventures with magical Disney worlds, yeah. Snow White, Cinderella, Lilo, and Stitch to defeat the darkness. It's like, uh. Yeah. When you said Destiny, I, I kind of figured it was a Kingdom Hearts game. I mean, Try to understand what the hell's going on with the hard moon. What game is it? <laughs> uh, we got one more or two more? Uh, as many as you want. This is going to be hard to read. Pretty. I If I've played this game, let me check the platform real quick. Let me look at the name of the game <laughs> first. It is... Okay. Yeah. If I've played this game, then there's no way that you haven't played this game. So... Okay. Okay. Save the blank from video game Purgatory. Is that it? No, no, no. I, I'm, I had to zoom in. Okay, so... The blank punch, nag, uh, meditate, and eat their way through the video game industry. A hilarious plot written by the blank, uh, spoken by your blank favorites. Over the 40 minute of brand new blank animations, you won't see anything else. And then stuff about co-op. This isn't the stick of truth. South Park, is it? No. Meditate, smash, and punch. Punch, nag, meditate, and eat your way or their way through the video game industry. What? Yes. What system was this on? PS2. Punch, kick, meditate... So it's like breaking the fourth wall that like recognize that it's in a video game? Correct. What in the world? Do I have this game? I don't know if you currently have this game. But you know I've played it? I know I've played it and I haven't played basically any PS2 games and it's very popular. It's one of the... It's not like a Grand Theft Auto popular, but it's popular. Oh my gosh. Save the blank from the video game Purgatory. Or from video game Purgatory. The... I don't want... The blank punch and egg meditate and eat their way through the video game industry. Do you say punch and egg? Nag. N-A-G. 
Okay. <coughs> a hilarious plot written by the blank writers, spoken by your fit or your blank favorites. Over forty minutes of brand new blank animation you won't see anywhere else. I'm really struggling to get this. Twentieth Century Fox. I I don't know. All right, maybe this helps. The blanks, punch, plural, their way. Punch nag, meditate and eat their way through this. The Incredibles. No. I don't think they're twentieth century fox. Um. X Men Legends. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That is twentieth century fox. No, the blanks. Or save the blanks from video game purgatory. I don't know, dude. The Simpsons. Oh, gosh. The Simpsons game? It was kind of like the um, yeah, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, I played it on, um, played it on 360. All right. It's, it's a, you said obscure things. This is <laughs> bullshit is what this is. Uh, anything, anything else? I'll give you an easy one. All right. That you haven't played perfect okay never mind the resolution is way too bad because it's a game boy advance game or game boy color game it was barbie pet rescue (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right that's all i have oh my gosh that was exhausting well i hope the listeners had better luck than i did because i was hardcore struggling right it's really hard from the other side yeah like you're giving yeah You, you just keep on guessing left field yeah, well, I was going to do my Rusty's Retro recommendation, but it's actually a lot of text. I might save it for next week because I'm getting a little tired, and we're already cr- approaching the two-hour mark. Yeah. Want to just hit Game of Thrones, and then we can call it a, a show? Sure. Yeah, All we right. still have to cook chicken tonight before Game of Thrones, so. Okay, let's do that. So, episode five last week. Yes. Full spoilers ahead. If you've not watched it, please tune off the show now because Ryan and I are going to go into full spoiler territory. Yeah. All right, ready? Gendry died. How did you feel about that? I, he didn't die. He died internally when he was rejected. That's right. Uh, was that <laughs> was that episode five or four? Five. No, it was four. Sure. It, was, it was right after the... Uh... I don't know. I just wanted to come out of the gate swinging. Okay. Well, that was after the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, when the dragon got shot down. Yeah. Or before that. Um, so this one was the actual Battle of King's Landing. And the yes. internet is not happy. I am happy. I enjoyed myself because I don't emotionally identify with fictional characters. Yeah. But if you do, therapy ahead. <laughs> For real, though. So I, you, Did you see any of the... Or I guess, did you look at the tweets I sent you yeah, from Ryan? I did. It was ridiculous. Hilarious. People... Hilarious. Part of me feels bad. Part of me feels like you should have known better. Or yeah. don't... There are... Like, there's a lot of... Both foreshadowing and a lot of events that would predict that this was going to happen. So, like, putting your sanity on the line for a character whose dad was known as the Mad King. Probably not the smartest. And whose brother was headed in that direction anyways. Like He uh, went nuts. Like Viserys was... Season one. Yeah, he was absolutely crazy. And so it kind of made sense that Daenerys was going to do the same. I mean, when she gave up that dragon to the Valerian guy and... She called the Unsullied forward, and then she says Dracarys and lights that guy up. Without hesitation, by the way. Because he yeah. starts t- 
talking Valerian and he calls her a bitch. And she starts speaking in Valerian and she says it's my native tongue. Yeah. And lights him up. I mean, there's so many different events and from then, each and every season where Dan- yeah. Daenerys is clearly a bit unhinged. There's not a whole lot going in there along her brain that's not like, I get what I want when I want it and no exception. Well, zero reaction to her brother getting a crown of molten gold, her locking those people away in their vault in whatever city that was. Her burning the Tullys alive. Um, it just, there's a lot of, I mean, v- Varys, like zero emotion, Dracarys, mm-hmm. like burning him alive. I mean, I mean, when I kill people, I generally have emotion behind it. Yeah, there's a like, tear that's shed. Like, yeah. You don't want this to happen, but it kind of has to. Yeah, so when I'm doing it, I'm screaming because there's a lot of emotion, but she was like dead inside. Yeah. So the episode kind of kicks off when they get to King's Landing. Of course, John and his army are kind of approaching the gate, or kind of just standing there. And Euron has his, his fleet of ships out in the water, and Cersei is with the mountain and the maester up in the the Red Keep, just kind of chilling, looking out over King's Landing. Euron's looking up in the sky, and you know all these fan theories were like. You know, Drogon was getting it busy with other dragons and had a couple kids earlier on in the show, so he's going to get a little fleet of dragons to come in, or he's going to have this giant thing of armor. No, Drogon just came in and just lit everything up. Which as, f- which I'm completely fine with. Though, I mean, if they were to do dragons flying in like a horde of dragons, there would have been no time to establish that. Yes, it would have been like a left field thing or like dragon armor. They're like a week between where they were previously. It's like, it would be awesome. Like how that's, it'd be sweet. But like it, practicality wise, people already get angry about them jumping around the map. Mm -hmm. So random like hordes of dragons and things would probably anger the internet a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So of course, Drogon completely lit up. Sorry, my toes itched. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of lit up, she lit up the entirety of Euron's fleet of ships. Euron jumped ship, of course, and swam to shore. Then kind of the the hope or the plan was, you know, Daenerys, if she lit up all of Euron's ships, she would take out all of the the ballistas lining up the, uh, the keep. And then she would bust through the main gate. Which is awesome. And... That would allow John and his army and the Unsullied and the Dothraki to run through and take the city. Yeah. Well, uh, Tyrion said, if the bells are rung, please, Danny, don't continue lighting up the city. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the episode, Tyrion had a really great dialogue with Jamie. He was able to allow Jamie to escape, which I really liked that scene. Yeah, it was a good, great scene. Um, Peter Dinklage is an incredible actor. I thought he put so much emotion to that scene. It was just really beautiful. And I thought it was kind of, it came full circle because, of course, episode 10 of season four, Jamie released Tyrion from being in prison. Yeah. And Tyrion ended up killing his father in that episode. But, um, whoops. <laughs> this, al- this allowed Jamie, I don't know if it was Jamie that was the one who, who ended up ringing the bells, but once Daenerys completely wiped out the Golden Army, and, you know, knocked all out ballistas. all the ballistas yeah. and the, the fleet of ships, she kind of landed on this building, and there was kind of this moment of what's going to happen. 
and they panned up to her face. She looked like she hadn't slept in three weeks. She looked completely distraught, mm-hmm. and she started flying towards the Red Keep. So you kind of think, she's just going to kill Cersei, everyone's going to be okay. And like just before she gets to the Red Keep, she instead of keep continuing well, to ascend... It wasn't even that. It was like, if you look at it, it's the very end of the city. Like She had gone maybe like a football field into the city. Yeah. And then she just starts lighting up innocent people. And you're like, oh, crap. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, mass genocide. So I'm not surprised. Would it have been better if we had more exposition, more dialogue between Masande and Danny to see how her brain was thinking? Perhaps. But if this would have been 10 seasons long and we got 20 episodes of politics and fluff, people would have been just as angry. Or, I mean, like, I guess... They had a certain amount of footage needed, but if you made seven episodes and just done them cut a little bit shorter, yeah, that also, I guess, but it doesn't, I mean, it's been there. She's basically lost everything and it mirrors the beginning of the show where she was alone mm-hmm. and she gained everything and now she's lost two kids. She's lost everyone who filters Jorah. Masande. The Sir Barrison Selmy or whatever who died way earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, Masande. Her husband. Her husband. Who she smothered her baby. Yeah. Her, like her actual baby. Um, so everyone who kept her from her worst impulses died. Mm-hmm. So she's... Except this, Tyrion at this point. And Tyrion, he, she kind of doesn't trust him anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, she threatened his life right before the battle. If you betray me one more time, I'm going to burn you alive. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. cool. So it was kind of wild uh, when they when they started going through the city. And at this point, they clearly won. The Golden Co- golden Company were gone. Daenerys had wiped out the ballistas and the ships. And they come across the the rest, the remainder of the Lannister soldiers. Yeah. And Jon's there with Grey Worm. And the dudes know they're done. And so they all drop their swords. And then Grey Worm just takes his spear and just chucks it at one of the guy's chests. And they just start charging. And John's like, stop. Like, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. But there was no holding them back. And then they just start massacring people. And they Not, get into a frenzy. The shoulders, or the soldiers and women and children just running through the city trying to escape. Yeah, like the guy that John stabbed on his own side was one of the Northmen. Mm-hmm. Like one of the people... And like he went after him, even though he's their king. Yeah, or their old used to be. Because she w- he was gonna do something. He was gonna sexually assault this woman. Yeah. And John, I'm thankful that was a cool scene. Like John stopping it, stabbing him, and he just said like, "Find somewhere to hide. Like just get yeah. out of here." Uh, Arya had a real rough going this episode. Yeah. What I really loved about her, like everything, every scene with her, I felt was really well done. Uh, particularly with her and the Hound making their way into King's Landing. And then when they departed, I thought it was really special. It was a perfect moment and representation for uh, just where their character arcs have gone. Because in the beginning, they hated one another. In the beginning, the Hound was on her list of people that she wanted to kill. And then this moment where, you know, of course, the Hound wants to kill his brother. Arya wants to kill Cersei. And they're getting ready to walk up these stairs as, of course, the red keeps just crumbling and rocks yeah. are falling and everything's caving in. And the hound says to Arya, please, just just go. I'm I'm walking into my death. I know it. But I'm also going to 
complete the one thing I've been wanting to do my whole and life. And then she calls him, instead of, like, hound, which is derogatory, calls him Sandor. His mm-hmm. actual name and, like, addressing him as a human opposed to, like, the hound or the dog of the queen. And he turns around and just how they stared at each other was just really special. And then she just said, thank you. Yeah. Which was cool. So one of, my coworker didn't like that because... Arya has been like this face of death and like she should charge full in. It's like as far as character progression goes, it, it makes sense. And it's a cool twist. Like she, I mean, even with the faceless guys or at the house of the faceless or black and white understands that she's Arya Stark. And ultimately she, the lone wolf dies when the pack survives. Mm-hmm. So, and then we yeah. had the Clegane bowl, which was awesome. The mountain and the hound fought literally to the death. Die! <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. I thought it was so characteristic of of him to say that, to be literally laughing yeah. as he was getting strangled to death and just stabbing his brother a million times, who was and then, basically when, Frankenstein. When he was getting poked in the eyes, I was like, oh no, please, not another. Yeah, Oberlin yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to squeeze his head like a watermelon. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. And then he just stabbed him right through the head, was able to open up his eye, and then he just tackled him through the wall, and they fell to their fiery death. They began in fire and ended in fire. I thought that was a good send-off for those two characters. Even though I still really wanted the Hound to live, I yeah. thought it was fitting that he went out that way. And then, of course, Jamie and Cersei are able to reunite. After, we can't skip over the fact that Jamie got the shit beat out of him from Euron. Yeah. And he got stabbed mortally like twice mm-hmm. and eventually grabbed a sword and was able to pierce it right through Euron's chest killed him and he walked up the stairs was able to reunite with Cersei and they were going to try and escape through the bottom of the city because Tyrion had like a rowboat waiting for Jaime yeah and unfortunately the place that he was going to escape uh was in all the exits all the exits had been clogged from rocks yeah and Cersei was crying and very emotional. And at this point, I felt we saw much more human side of Cersei. I, th- I wanted her to survive. I felt bad for her because at this point, it was like, Danny's the real villain here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Jamie was basically like, hey, it, all that matters is us, which is like a callback to one of the earlier seasons. And then they're crushed. Mm-hmm. And some people were like, hey, I wanted something more brutal for Cersei. I think it's poetic. Um, they had everything they've ever known crumble on top of them. Mm-hmm. They've only known King's Landing their entire lives, essentially, and the foundation of it collapsed on them. Yeah. Kind of poetic. Yeah. But no, I, I, was... I don't need her ripped apart, stabbed by Arya. She died. Ultimately, the problem now is Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do we do about that? Yeah. So looking forward to this episode tonight... Yeah. Aside from spoiling stuff, you know, because we've read some supposed leaks and what have you, what you've already thought that this season was relatively satisfying for you. What tonight are you hoping happens? Well, after last episode, because of mass genocide, I want Danny to die. And who do you want to kill her? I want Arya. Um, I think because we got we didn't really address Azora High. Azora High was based off of like the old prophecy, which we talked about. Um, with Lightbringer and stabbing the sword through, um, like f- your loved water one. in mm-hmm. water, then a lion, and then Nisa Nisa in the story. 
And I think Lightbringer, whatever that means, I think Danny is going to be the Nisa Nisa. I think we that'll thought, be addressed in the books. Yeah, I don't think they're going to necessarily bring it up in the show, mm-hmm. sure, but I think they're going to go through the motions, and I think John's going to stab Danny through the chest, mm-hmm. most likely, because that fits the prophecy. And then in the books, it'd be, hey, John was the Azor High. And the prophecy, because prophecies are always being like misinterpreted, it wasn't about the Night King, it was about Danny. So, yeah, as much as I would like. Arya to complete the prophecy of brown, blue, and green eyes and taking that, their lives. Yeah. I feel like John has been on the sidelines this entire season, and I feel like he hasn't had a good moment yet. Yeah. For the most part. And so I'd like for him to kind of step up, have his moment in this in the show for the season. I don't know if stabbing one of the everyone's favorite main characters, the chest is like a step up. No, but, but I, yeah. But I mean, he in the the Battle of Winterfell. He screamed at a dragon, rode around, and got the crap beat out of him. Yeah. And episode four, Danny basically said, we're done because you suck and won't keep our, our relationship a secret, or our the reality of our relationship. Um, and in the beginning of last one, he's like, yeah, I don't want to date my aunt. Yeah, and then the last episode, he ran around and tried to get his, his own soldiers to stop killing innocent people. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a um, Battle of the Bastards or Hardhelm hard home hard home, hard home. Oh, type of moment you know yeah. so uh or beyond the wall when you know they went and found the white walker and were surrounded i just felt like his character hasn't seen a lot of cool moments and again yeah killing danny is not cool by any stretch of the imagination but i think he needs to have kind of a very yeah i think the first half of the season was built up between the living and the dead not so much so much like the main characters as individuals. Mm-hmm. And this next, the next two episodes were the two queens, the two te- like mad queens facing off. Mm-hmm. And then this next one will be, where the hell do we go now? Yeah. Because we've got like the first order or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I'll about know how it ends. An hour and a half, we'll be uh, watching the final season of Game of Thrones. Should be good stuff. Ryan and I will talk about it next week. I'll also talk about my retro recommendation. I'm really excited about this whole little segment. I love talking about games that not a whole lot of people will play. And the good thing about this segment, I think, for for the listeners, is that the vast majority of these games I'm going to suggest to people, you're going to be able to get for 10 bucks or less. Like in That's most, So Raven in most or cases. Big Bumpin' Burgers. And uh, Barbie's Pet Rescue. So mm-hmm. look forward to all that fun stuff in the future. Uh, again, look on the Discord. Ryan and I have posted kind of what we plan to talk about over the course of the next seven to eight episodes uh good stuff i got some good feedback from chronolink uh and i think logan that they prefer and enjoy the week-to-week uh style of our show because i was asking do you want more of a break between episodes whether it's two a month or once a month you know what what do you guys prefer and they prefer the weekly uh so we're going to keep going with that as long as you guys are enjoying it uh, Ryan, any parting words before we watch the season finale of Game of Thrones? Just prepare for fire and blood. That's all you can do. Yeah. All right. Well, and, if, and if you are angry, let us know why you're angry so we can talk about it. Yeah, instead of just trying to sign a petition when we've got much more important things to be Oh, I made about. like 60 fake accounts inside the petition 60 times. So. I don't doubt that. But <laughs> we, uh, if you have any unsettling uncomfortable experiences right in those into the show we might have some more next week i mean i related more to the night king 
but he died pretty quick. So no, I'm talking about Travis's question about the oh, unsettling experiences. Okay. Yeah, if you got any of those, and then also if you want to take on the monumental task of back of the box trivia for Ryan and I, we yeah. would really appreciate that. I think it'd be super fun, but uh, no pressure. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. See ya. Thanks for listening. Bye.